Alrighty, uh, I want to bring you a little something tonight, and you know, it's, we probably all had this happen to us. Maybe we've been involved in it. You know, you can get involved in something and not even realize you're being involved in it until it happens. And, uh, God doesn't like it. God doesn't like it. And I've entitled this, when words sting, when words hurt. And uh, Psalms 103, I want you to start out with this Psalms. It's Psalms 140, verse 3. And I'm, I'm going to do this, and it's, it's, it's out, of the, out of the New Living Testament because it's so strong, but then I'm going to do it in the King, King James Version a little later on. But it says, Their tongues sting like a snake, and the venom of a viper drips from their lips. What's he talking about? What do you think we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about gossip. And it happens in all of our lives. We can get involved in gossip before we ever realize it. Have you ever just been sitting there and people get to talking for before you know it? We're sitting there and we're talking about somebody. And that's not right. That's not right. And God's not pleased with that. He is not pleased with gossip. You know, if we were asked to list the ten worst sins we could think of, how many of us would list gossip on our list? How many of us would write down gossip? God did. When God listed the seven things that he hates, he included the sin of gossip and misusing our words. You know, gossip can hurt a lot of people. And many times, gossip, there's no truth to it. I heard, well, somebody told me this. Oh, I don't remember who it was or anything, but I assume it's true. They seem like pretty, you know, we don't know. But yet, we will repeat what they told us, not knowing whether it's true or not. And you could be doing damage to somebody else's life. You could be doing it to their spirit. They could be a good Christian person. And, you know, I hate to say it, but one time, sometimes church is one of the worst places that you can get into gossip. They want to talk about somebody. Talk about their pastor. That's fine. I'm, I, I've got a big heart. Yeah. Well, do you know he did this, or do you know he did that? Or, well, I don't know when he did it, but I heard he did it. You know, and that's how stuff starts. And there may not be one ounce of truth to it. But as it starts spreading, then it goes here, it goes there. And pretty soon, you know, you've got somebody you're blaming something for that had nothing to do with it. So gossip is not a good thing. You know, when God listed the seven things that he hated, like I said, he included gossip. Here in Proverbs chapter 6 Verse 16 through 19, I want to read this to you. It says, The six things that the Lord hate, yes, seven, are an abomination to him. Abomination. What is an abomination? That is something that is very distasteful to God. It's something that God cannot stand, and to him it's a sin. That's an abomination. And autumn gossip is an abomination. To God because you're hurting one of his children by the things you're saying and they're not even true 
and uh, here in verse 17 it says, God hates a proud look and a lying tongue. A lying tongue has a lot to do with gossip. And do you know that God cannot stand lies? He will not put up with lies. I didn't give this to David. David, would you put up Revelations 22:15 on the screen and look what God says about a liar? For without or outside the, the, the church are dogs, which is usually what they call a Gentile. It, it, it's somebody that's not a Christian. It's somebody that don't serve God. And sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. He says a liar shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Because he sees, he sees lying as a sin. And he says no sin will enter heaven. No sin will enter heaven. You, when you get to heaven, you will never have to ever put up with sin again. It will not be part of your life. It will not be in heaven. It's going to be, heaven is going to be the most perfect place that we could be. And, and, and God knows this. And, and that's why God's doing it. This world right now is so corrupt with what's going on in it. He is going to destroy this earth one day by fire. He's not going to restore it. He's going to destroy it. Because it is so full of sin and decay and just meanness, ruthlessness, hate. God is going to totally do away with this world. And he's going to give us a brand new world called the New Jerusalem, a brand new earth. And he says that on that earth, there will never, ever be an abomination, sin, sickness, death, sorrow, nothing else. It's all going to be a perfect world. And so, to God, sin is something that He cannot look upon and He will not tolerate. He said He cannot stand a proud look, a pride, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, murderers. And uh, here in verse 18, it says, and a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that are swift to running to mischief, or, or, or feet that are to, running to mischief is causing problems, causing trouble. And in 19, he says, a false witness that speaks lies. A false witness is somebody that speaks lies and talks about false witness, a witness is somebody that talks about something else, another person. So God is telling us right here that he, that a false witness that speaks lies and he that sows discord or trouble and confusion in the church or anywhere around him. God says, this is things that I cannot stand and I will not put up with. You know, probably at some time in our lives, we have all felt the bitter sting of someone's gossip. Somebody said something about you that wasn't true. And it went from here to there to there, to, and it went all over. And it took a while to get rid of that. And there was no truth in it. Some people just like to do it to hurt somebody else. Maybe they just don't like them. 
and they'll lie about them, try to hurt them. And God says, he will not stand for that. That is an abomination to God. And uh, someone told a lie or said something about us that simply was not true. Have you ever had that? Have you ever had somebody say something about you that simply was not the truth? It was an outright lie. That's gossip. And it hurts. It says here, David lamented. That's a word. David lamented. What does lamented mean? Lamented means it was a sorrowful, sad prayer. It was something that was really on David's mind. He, he, as he prayed, he was in sorrow. He shed tears because it hurt him so bad. That's lamented. And he prayed this. He prayed, he said, and David lamented as he prayed for those who gossiped and lied about him and his character. You know, and I guess that would be the best way to handle anything. If you're lied about and they're, they're putting you down, pray for that person. Pray that God will just touch them. He will just wring their neck and make them confess, I'm sorry, I said something I shouldn't have said about that man because he did not do it. And sometimes that's what it takes. And sometimes you, God just needs to get a hold of some people so bad and make them so ashamed of what they have said and done that they have to repent. You know, we are responsible for our, our speech and what we say. We're going to stand before God, and you're going to, have to tell God about it. And this is how Christians should handle a situation in their life. If somebody is gossiping, pray for them. Pray for them. They'll do more good than you trying to confront them. Let God handle it. You know, God can make them feel so guilty and make them feel so bad that they have to repeat. I mean, excuse me, repent and take back what they said. And go to that person they told that lie to and say, you know, I misunderstood what I told you and what I told you was totally wrong. That man did not do that. And I, I want to I get that straight now. God can make a person feel so guilty for doing something like that. They won't be able to sleep, eat, eat, you know, eat or, or, or rest because God is going to be. He's not going to let them rest until they take care of what they've done. And uh, so we can see when David prayed this, he was obviously in a great deal of pain. David We can see he was in pain because of the way David prayed and how, what he was saying. He was hurting, but yet he took it to God. He didn't, and sometimes, you know, it says confront that person. Sometimes let God confront them. God can do more than we can do. Here in Psalms 140, 1 through 3, listen to what, what this is saying. This, this is David. And, and like, like I say, he was gossiped about, he was hurt, they, he was trying to destroy David, his character, everything about him. It was people that didn't like David. Many people, King Saul hated David. Many people hated David because of his relationship with God. Maybe many people don't like you because of your relationship with God. You've got a lot of people out there that don't want nothing to do with God, don't want to hear about God, and they don't want you talking to them about God. And they see that you've got a relationship with God, so they're going to try to destroy you and that relationship. That if others see you in your relationship, 
that they don't want to believe how close you are to God. So they'll, they'll start stuff about you. And uh, here in Psalms 140, 1 through 3, this is David speaking. He says, Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man, the gossiper. Preserve me from the violent man, the gossiper, the hater, which they imagine mischief in their heart. Continually they are gathered together for war. They want to cause a war among the Christian people. You know, you'll have other people say things about Christian people, and pretty soon in the church you will have you will be disliking somebody and somebody will be disliking you because somebody told them that you said this and that they said that. And before you know, none of it was true, but all of a sudden you've got a problem. It says that these people have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. A viper's poison is under their lips or it's dripping from their lips. That's what we read a while ago. The first thing I read, that this gossiper is like a viper. He's like a snake. He's full of poison that he's trying to destroy you, your family, and your loved ones around you. Maybe he just doesn't like you. And he wants to destroy you. We are, and we all know it. We're living in a wicked and dangerous time right now. It appears that all people have an appetite for gossip. There is so much gossip going on. I have got up and walked away from what was gossip. I wasn't going to be a part of it. They start talking, and before you know, well, did you hear about, or did you know? Well, I heard that that, you know, and right away, I said, I don't want, I'm not going to be a part of this mess. And I got up, and I left. And they watched me walk out the door. Where are you going? I said, I'm not listening to gossip. And God's not going to listen to it, and God will handle it. And they just kind of looked at me, and I walked on out the door. David was asking God to deliver him from people like the gossipers, those that wanted to hurt him, those that wanted to tear him down because of his relationship with God. So what did David do about this problem of that gossip? Well, in Psalms 40:16, we see what David did. David, listen. In 46, excuse me, in Psalms 46, not 16, in 46, David said unto the Lord, You are my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. A supplication is a specific prayer. Suffocation is praying for something very specific. David was praying about these people that were coming against him asking God, God, I need you to intervene in this. You see the lies, you see what they're doing, you see what they're saying, and Lord, I need you to put a stop to it. I know you can do it, because you are my God, and I serve you. God, you know my heart, and you know that what they're saying are lies. And I need you to come against them and to get this mess straightened out. That's the best way to handle something like that, is give it to God and let him take care of it. David gave his burden to the Lord. David knew he couldn't handle it himself. He knew it wouldn't be nothing but problems if he confronted people. 
We're going to have problems when we confront people, but sometimes that may be necessary. If the lies get bad enough and strong. But two, you know, I'm, I'm going to say something. Many people who know you personally will not believe what these people said. They know you as a person. They know your relationship with God. They know how you feel about God. And they know that you would not do something like that because God says that is a sin. And you would not knowingly sin before a mighty and marvelous God. Many people know that that's all it is, is gossip. But there's those that don't know you, and then they'll start gossiping and pick it up with the other person left off. So let's just, when, when something that gossip and things come up and take place, give it to God. Let God take care of it. He knows how to take care of it. He knows how to deal with it. He can make these people feel so guilty that they want to come to you and apologize for what they said. You know, I have had some people come to me and apologize for what they said. They said, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said it. I didn't know if it was true, which I didn't think it was. But, you know, you get caught up talking and one person saying one thing and another person starts something before you know it. You've got a major gossip going on. And none of it could be true. So when, when, when you're involved in gossip and stuff like that, take it to God. Let God handle it. That's what David was doing. He was giving this problem to God. Because he knew that in his, where he was at in his life, he couldn't handle it. But he knew God could. And he knew that God loved him. He knew God was for him. And he knew God would take care of him. And uh, maybe you're burned today. Maybe you've got something going on. Something, someone's saying something about you or they bring bringing trouble to you. thing for you to do is pray about the situation. Give it totally to God and let Him deal with it. Just simply, like God says, cast your burdens upon me. Let me have them. Let me take care of them. And watch what I can do in your life because you have faith in me, you trust me, and I will show you my love. That's what God wants to do. He wants to show us. I care so much about you. I'm going to stop any of these lies and things that's going on about you. And God will take care of it. I've got something here. It, it's just a saying, and it is so true. Please listen to what this says. It says, when you defend those who are absent are those who are being talked about. You, re, you retain the trust of those who are present. When you defend those that are not there to defend themselves, those that are there even doing the gossiping, they can put their trust in you. They say, he wouldn't do it. He was standing up for that man. He would stand up for me. So you've got their trust. And that can mean a lot when it, if something comes around about you. And you're like, hey, he wouldn't gossip. He stood up for those we was talking about. I can't come against him. So just remember that. And I'm gonna. I've got something here I want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna close right there. But I've got something here I want. I want to share with you. I want to show you. I want. I want to show. Uh, share just a few verses about gossip that God. And this is out of the Word of God. This is from the Bible. Proverbs 10, 19. 
the more you talk, the more likely you are to sin. If you are wise, you'll keep quiet. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Proverbs 12, 18. Thoughtless words can wound as deeply as any sword, but wisely spoken words can heal. Be careful what you say. Proverbs 17, 28. After all, even fools may be thought wise and intelligent if they stay quiet and don't open their mouths. You know, even a fool, you can might think pretty smart as long as he stays quiet and doesn't open his mouth. Proverbs 18, 21. What you say can preserve life or destroy it. So knowing this, you must accept the consequences of your words. God's going to hold us responsible for what we say. We have to accept the consequences of our words. Proverbs 21, 23. You know, I didn't realize all this was in there, did you? And, and this wasn't all of it. This is just what I, 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 I've got. It says, if you stay out of trouble, if you want to stay out of trouble, be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. In other words, stop and think before you say it. Is this, is this something I need to say or do I just need to keep quiet? Proverbs 26, 20. And this makes a lot of sense. It says, without wood, a fire goes out. Without, goss without gossip, quarreling stops. We don't gossip. There's no quarreling. Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, it stops the quarreling. Let's don't gossip. Let's just love each other as God loves us. Take care of each other. Help each other. Be there for each other. Bless each other. Stand up for each other. And if somebody wants to gossip, I'll say, hey, that's my friend, and I know they didn't do it, so just shut up. That pretty well settles it. Not many people will say anything else. So gossip is something that God does not like. He does not want in his church or anywhere else because it hurts people. It destroys, and a lot of times it can destroy a life. Many suicides have taken place because of a destroyed life of lies. And it hurt them so bad, they said, I can't go on. I'd hate to be guilty and have that on my conscience. So God just saying, don't lie. Lift each other up, exalt each other, pray for each other, love each other, and everything will be all right. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, we don't ever talk about this very much, but Lord, I think it's something we need to talk about because it happens constantly. And, Lord, as we know and understand, Lord, how this disappoints you and how it's an abomination to you to do these things. Lord, just help us not to do it, not to be a part of it. But, God, instead of gossiping, lift the person up. Pray for them. Help them. 
And Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word, Lord, that we can understand how you feel about these things. And Lord, let us stand on your word and do what your word says. And Lord, we can end the problems in the church and in our life by serving you, listening to you, and doing what your word says. And Lord, we pray these things tonight in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen.